Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, everyone? Taylor Cowles here for CLNS Media, joined by my buddy Brian Hines, live from the NFL Combine, where we got a chance earlier today to hear from Gerard Mayo, who spoke to reporters and gave us some of his thoughts on what the Patriots are looking for in players, reiterated some of the things we heard from Elliot Wolf, and also gave us some insight into what might go on with J.C. Jackson, who could clear over $14 million in cap space if he's cut. And we also heard some from Mayo about what we've been hearing a lot recently, where the Patriots in this new era of football are making it very clear that things are changing. Kind of been rubbing some fans the wrong way, and he acknowledged that. So, Brian, I guess I'll start with what Mayo said, what he'd look for in players. You know, this is something we kind of heard about quarterbacks, where it's been a lot of the intangibles. It's not necessarily, you know, the big arm and the mobility like he talked about, but really it's more about what these players have between the ears and how they carry themselves. So what was your biggest takeaway from that part? Yeah, I mean, they all mentioned the physical traits, right, which you obviously need at the quarterback position. You need to have the big arm. You want a guy who can move around. They all mentioned mobility. They, you know, he said there's different types of mobility, but that all works in. But, again, he said toughness and leadership, and that's what Elliot Wolf said, and that's what offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt said. And when you look at the, you know, quarterback position here the last few years with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, you have, you know, the locker room split and – they don't have a pure leader at that position. So it makes sense that when they want a new quarterback, if they're picking one at three, who wants to be a franchise guy, you want that guy to be a leader. So it's not a surprise that they're putting an emphasis kind of on that throughout this pre-draft process so far. Yeah, for sure. And one of the things for quarterback specifically he mentioned was a competitor. And we heard from Elliot Wolf yesterday. He mentioned he really likes the toughness in this quarterback class. And again, a lot of what we heard from Mayo was kind of building on what Elliot Wolf said yesterday. Another one of those points was the fact that he did also confirm Elliot Wolf will have final say in the draft. He is going to be the one who ultimately turns in the names when the Patriots are up on the clock, which Ellie Wolf again mentioned yesterday, but it's nice to have some confirmation because there were reports that the Patriots might have hired a general manager a little bit later in the offseason, but now we know that it really is likely going to be Elliot Wolf getting that opportunity. As well as that, Elliot Wolf said yesterday that the, he wants to weaponize the offense, which I'm sure a lot of Patriots fans were excited to hear considering what they've had to watch for the past few years. And Gerard May was asked what exactly that meant. He mentioned that basically weaponizing means giving the offense someone who the defense feels they need to double team and get extra attention towards what was your thought on that just hearing both of these guys who are leading this organization make it a priority to give the offense some more firepower well they obviously need it right we've seen the last few years I mean they haven't scored 30 points in almost two years now so they need more firepower on the offensive side of the ball and it's something we've talked about for those two years is when the other team comes in on Tuesday and the coaches sit down they're saying what player on the Patriots are we stopping Tuesday players, as, as we like to call them, and, and they haven't had a guy who a defensive coordinator has to say, that's the guy we have to double team, as Mayo said, or, or we have to stop. So getting that guy would be, it, it's easier said than done, right? Like they have to go out and, and find that guy and get that guy, but the offense certainly needs a playmaker that, that the defense you know, really has to focus on. And then a guy who can still 
put up points and yards against that defense even when he's getting that extra attention. Absolutely. The closest thing they had last year was Demario Douglas. And when it's your undersized slot receiver rookie, you know, it shows respect, but it was also pretty clear that with what the Patriots had, he was the only actual threat on their offense. So you're hoping to get more of an alpha type receiver getting that kind of attention. Going to J.C. Jackson now, it's been pretty clear that the Patriots aren't going to keep J.C. Jackson on his current contract. He's scheduled to account for over $14 million against the cap. If he's cut, it could push the Patriots to around $100 million, lots of cash to burn. And when Mayo was asked about J.C. Jackson, he did mention that he has coached J.C., he has a lot of respect for J.C., and he also hinted at the fact, or touched on the fact, that two years removed from the ACL injury, J.C. Jackson should be moving differently. That was something we saw hinder him throughout the season, although, to be fair, a lot of the issues with J.C. weren't necessarily with his range or athleticism, it was more with the miscommunication. So, do you think that there's a better chance than maybe we thought earlier that J.C. Jackson does have some future on the team, whether he probably is going to be cut or restructured to make more money, because before it kind of seemed like a foregone conclusion that he was gone. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be on this contract, right? <laughs> They're not going to pay him $14 million, but uh, maybe something where we saw Jalen Mills last year, they you know released him, and then five days later, they brought him back on a cheaper deal. So the fact that Mayo is acknowledging that maybe he's going to look better, you know, two years removed from that injury, they need more depth outside a corner opposite of Christian Gonzalez and you know you have John Jones Marcus Jones you can move those guys inside or or maybe even back at safety so adding another body you know out there would be a valuable addition but you know we'll see you know JC kind of that mental side of things where he's at but the fact that Mayo didn't rule it out uh, is I guess a promising update but again it wouldn't be on this contract there had to be something that happens from now and then on a new deal. My dream scenario personally was for the Patriots to sign Legereus Sneed and kind of make him that opposite corner across from Christian Gonzalez, but it sounds like he's likely going to get the franchise tag from Kansas City, so that dream is dead, but we will see what happens with JC. To close things out, the fact that Gerard Mayo actually touched on what's rubbed against some people the wrong way with him and Elliot Wolf mentioning how different it's going to be. Elliot Wolf said yesterday that this isn't going to be the hard-ass organization that people are used to in Gerard Mayo emphasizing collaboration, you know, working together, breaking down silos. It's very clear that they want people to know this isn't your grandfather's, or I guess your dad's, <laughs> old Patriots team. They're going to be a lot more lax, but when people ask, you know, is there really a benefit to comparing this regime to Bill Belichick, Gerard Mayo made it very clear that he's not trying to undermine what Belichick did here, that he has a lot of respect for him, but that he does want to run his own ship, which frankly sounds like what we've been wanting to hear from a Belichick disciple, someone who isn't trying to be Bill and wants to do things differently especially when it comes to leading more with empathy and trying to get people involved to make them feel heard. Yeah, I mean, Bill could have that, you know, kind of hard-ass approach because he was Bill, right? He exactly. won so many Super Bowls. He won so many games. It worked for him. But look at all these disciples, Matt Patricia, Josh McDaniels, that go elsewhere. And what do we say? You can't be Bill. You can't replicate Bill because you're not Bill. And they try to do that, and they fail. So Gerard Mayo's not Bill, and Elliot Wolf isn't Bill, and they're not acting like it. They're acting like, you know, their own, you know, person they have these you know personality that they're they're showing and it's not going to be that hard-ass approach so you know they're not bill and i i think that's how you have to do it and just be yourself and see if it translates to you know if that tr culture translates to wins on the football field agreed so hopefully that extinguishes some of the controversy that was getting stirred up with Elliot Wolf and Gerard Mayo's comments they aren't trying to be billed they're trying to run their own ship but they do have respect for their former boss now keep it locked in to Patriots press pass all weekend because Brian and I will be here live at the combine getting all the good news and giving you the live reports from on scene check in if you have the skills 
You can turn $10 into $1,000 with just a few taps. Use the code CLNS for the first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. 